Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast. This is Joe and today we are on episode number 53 and what we're going to discuss is what makes up a great workout. And I'm also going to tap into some of my favorite training techniques. And if you listen to the last couple podcasts when I discussed the two lower body uh, workouts that I've been doing, the quad dominant and the hamstring dominant, you probably picked up that I'm really into those big drop quad sets. And I did talk about them and I will review them also at the end. Uh, but the main focus for this one is going over the factors that makes up a great routine and have and how to have the most success. Now, I'm just going to say, if if you didn't listen, there are a few podcasts that I did a while ago that I think you really can take and use to your advantage. So I would suggest for you to write this down or scroll back when you're done listening. And the first one is episode number 20 where I I think the title of that one is What Training Split is Best for You? Because I'm not going to go into actual training splits, but the factors that make up great training and what makes up a great workout. So in episode number 20, you'll read or read, you'll you'll listen and you'll hear me talk about the variety of training splits, you know, from a full body to a two-day push-pull legs to a four-day to a bro split, so on and so forth. So that will give you a good baseline. And then further down the road on episode number 31, I talk about, at least at that time, my favorite training split and the reason why. And the spoiler alert is it was a four-day split. I mean, I've done the four-day split and tons of varieties that I even give to my clients for years and years. But as you know, if you were a listener that, you know, two, three months ago, I changed it to a three-day, and I'm really enjoying it, as you would hear me talk about in the last couple of podcasts. All right, so people will even ask me, you know, uh, posing classes at shows, uh, potential clients, in-person clients, all that stuff, you know, what makes up a great workout? What needs to be done? And I can probably end this podcast in a matter of two minutes by just first saying that you need to be consistent and you need to enjoy it and you need to have patience. You know, it's that is the recipe to a great workout. So taking one thing at a time, enjoying your workout. Yes. What I mean by enjoying it is that I'm not expecting you to have fun, you know, and have a great time. I mean, yeah, you are. I mean, if you're weight training, some of us love it and do have a great time. But you want to have an exercise routine that makes you happy in the sense of that you're going to be, therefore, consistent, which is the second biggest factor. You know, anything that we go for in life, we need consistency. We learn from consistency. Consistency is training, not talking about weight training, but training in itself so we can get better. The more you do something on a regular basis, you'll get better. That's what weight training is all about, and that's why consistency is key. So, for example, if we start off squatting, we're not a good squatter, 
if we do get the proper form and the proper instruction and then we practice by squatting once a week, twice a week, whatever, you're going to get better. Therefore, getting better, you're going to lift more weight. Therefore, you're going to have more physique development in your lower body. That's why consistency is key and you need that training to have that progress. So that is the, the second main factor, you know, being happy, enjoying what you're doing will increase the consistency, which will then allow you to get better at the actual exercises that give you the results that you're after. And the third one is patience. Now, patience basically means that you need to be patient. I mean, it sounds silly, but too often people will start a workout after a month, you know, they may have some strength gains, feeling good. They're like, well, Joe, I'm, this is not working out because I want to look like Mr. Olympia. Well, you know, you need some patience, you know, and maybe hopefully realize that Mr. Olympia is loaded up on drugs. So patience is a super important key. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. You know, that's where I always say embrace the journey. Take those small goals, you know, from workout to workout on how you can get stronger. And that's what I'm going to lead into in a little bit and talk about strength gains, which is also a major factor. So being patient is part of the process. I know it sucks because we all get impatient in today's world, in today's society, because everything is so quick. But people who weight trained 40, 50 years ago didn't have the internet, didn't have smartphones. They enjoy the workouts. They realize that, yeah, it's health benefit and it's also changing my body. And the more they did it, the more progress they're going to have. So once you establish that, you know, once you find out that, find that workout split, and I really don't care, you know, I mean... If you're gonna, if you're happy and consistent and have, being patient with a full body, and you do that three times a week, fantastic. If you want to do a push pull, you know, upper body, lower body. If you want to do a bro split and train one muscle group, you know, per day, where it takes you six days throughout the week, I don't care. Now, obviously, I have my favorites and my reasonings for my favorites, but if you're going to be consistent and you're happy with it. Therefore, you're going to have more progress. That's what it really comes down to. But you also have to think about what workouts are going to give you the most optimal progress when it comes to strength gains. And the first thing that I like to tell my clients is that once we discover that, and hopefully they are using one of my workouts, but every once in a while, a client will say, Joe, what do you think of this? And if I think it's okay, I'm like, yeah, go for it, but you need to stick with it. You can't be changing it up and flip-flopping, you know, jumping different workouts every couple of weeks because it's difficult to measure your strength gains. And that's what I'm going to talk about now. How do we measure our strength gains? First and foremost, you need to write the shit down. You need to keep track. And I did a whole nother podcast that talks about how to increase the reps and, and reps and weight and that is episode number 36. That's one of my most listened to one. And I highly suggest if you're stuck on trying to figure out when to increase the weight, please listen to that one because I'm not going to go into great detail right now. But I will say, once you have the happiness, you know, I like to review, once you have the consistency and the patience, you got to learn how to keep track of your workouts. 
And there's two different ways of doing it. Linear, simply meaning adding weight each time. And that's why you want to listen to podcast number 36. That goes over all that. And what you want to do, you want to write it down. Pen and paper, app, whatever. Because each workout, so say I train lower body today. And in four days, I'm going to train lower body again. I make notes. So I deadlifted. You know, I went up to 315, did three sets of five. And... I mean, that fifth, that third set, I was able to get seven, so I'm going to bump it up. So I'll, I'll write down exactly what I want to do for my next workout so I don't have to second guess. You know, people tell me that, oh, I, I know it's, it's in my mind. No, it isn't. That's bullshit. Write it down. What you, write down what you did in that particular day, that particular workout, and then the next time you're coming to it, you want to write down what you want to attempt so it's there. So you see it. Therefore, all right, I don't have to think about it. I'm going to go for three sets of five with 320 because last week, last time, I did 315. I've been doing that for years, and that is a great way to set mini goals, workout to workout. And then by sticking with that deadlift, say, for six to eight weeks, and if you do pr- progress linearly you know, every single time, you're going to be up you know, 20, 30 pounds, whatever. So that is what I do for every single exercise, you know, every single workout because excuse me, you want to have that plan and that sets motivation in itself. Because again, people will get bored. And that's why I talked about before that, you know, you, you want to be consistent and happy with your workouts, but just say, you know, I did deadlifts and then, you know, I do like maybe two or three rotations of deadlifts. Ah, I don't want to do it. I I want to do trap bar deadlifts or you know what? I want to do uh, glute bridges instead because I heard they're better for my glutes. I mean, that's great, but you're not training to get better at the deadlift. You're throwing a lot of variety at you and you're not going to give yourself the opportunity to build strength to get better at that exercise to make that progress that's needed. So that's why when I prescribe a workout to my clients, you will have like three different versions and I will say, stick with the first version, you know, four to six weeks, whatever, like a month. And then if you want, go to, you know, routine B and then rotate through that. And then same thing, a month, go to routine C. And often I will then say, you know, what do we do next? The new routine? Yes, you can do it. I can send you a new routine, but you can also go back to routine A and then measure up your strength gains to see how you do. So that's linear strength progress. Trying to add a little bit of weight could be two and a half pounds, five pounds total to every exercise each time. But of course, you're going to hit a sticking point. There's going to come a time that you can't keep on adding. And that's why I have my VIP, Variable Intense Program. That's what I call it. It's very similar to like a 531 or a DUP, Daily Undulating Periodization. And that's just all fancy talk for working at submax levels, meaning that you are not going to go to failure. You're going to work at a submax level of what your one rep max can be. Now, I did a video on my VIP on YouTube that's years old, and you can search that up if you want to. But in a quick summary of it, let's say that my max deadlift is 405, you know, for a single one time. 
And, you know, I was like building it up and I got stuck around 375 for doing reps. And I'm like, oh, I can't do anymore, but I know I can do 405. So you were to plug it in and then it's going to spit out numbers. And basically you're going to be doing sets and reps of percentages of that. It could be anywhere from 60 to 80%, maybe 90%. So that's what submax is. It's a lower amount of your max weight and allows you to build the momentum up and you get that volume in. And the volume is what is the biggest thing that matters the most. Because when you have volume, which is sets times weight times reps, comes out to a large number, that is what you want to increase each time. When you do linear training, you are doing more volume because you're adding a little bit of weight, doing the same sets and reps. And that's what the VIP 531 is is doing that for you it's programming it for you but it's at a lower level of weight and then you just build the momentum up and you just keep on going with that so those are the few things that i think are super important you know being happy with your workouts being consistent obviously day in and day out doing the same thing instead of flip-flopping having the patience allowing yourself to get stronger because the stronger that you get will result in more muscle and how do we get stronger adding weight adding volume over time and that could be done through a linear process adding a little bit at a time or using a submax program like vip 531 and there's dozens online if you were to like search d you know dup or you know undulating periodization or whatever it is you're going to find ton of stuff that's that's really what it comes down to now you're saying well joe there's going to be days i don't feel like training or you know i i just can't you know get the weight up or and that's fine because all workouts count even if it's a shitty workout and you get in the gym, you move your body around, it's still adding, how can I say it? Um, it? It's still giving you the stimulus of to your body. You know, you're still stimulating it, you know. And, and it's not going to be like every single day is going to be a shit workout anyway. The, you know, there could be once a week or a few times a month. But that's what I always say to my clients is that you want to look at the summation of your results. Even if when you're losing body fat or gaining muscle, just don't look at it one after another. Look at the past month, two months of how far you've come. And there's going to be mixed in once in a while crappy workouts. You know That's human nature and it's going to happen. So don't ever get down, even if you have a few bad days in a row because, you know, life stuff is happening, you know, either with work, family, or, you know, relation, whatever it is, it's going to happen. It's something that, that you really shouldn't sweat too much. The few things that I do like to add in myself to add a little bit of variety uh, to the training, and I discussed this before, is, you know, the big drop sets, the quad sets. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I'm a fan of supersets when it comes to the arms, where if I'm training, you know, if I was doing a bro split, I would superset bias and tries together. And then even with the arms, if I'm doing just the triceps, I may combine a couple exercises. But truth of the matter, I don't go beyond doing any real fancy stuff because I'm a little old school because I'm a fan of just like sticking to that main exercise, that compound exercise, and then seeing what I can do over time with it. 
Now, as far as rep ranges, I'm a fan of all rep ranges. Again, as long as the volume is increasing, that's what matters. I wouldn't say that lower reps are better than any higher reps, but you don't want to favor one all the time because, again, your body adapts. Now, when you do the same thing over and over again and don't actually increase the weight, don't actually increase the sets, and just doing the same thing over and over, I'm not talking about exercises, I'm talking about the effort, your body adapts and it becomes less effective. That is why it's so important to try to get stronger, to push yourself. So a workout of mine, typically the leadoff exercise will be a little bit lower in reps. You know, it could be like a three to six range because I want you to focus and get stronger on that compound movement of a deadlift, a bench press, a squat, a row. And then when we get down to the secondary or, you know, the accessory type exercises, the reps will then go up to 12, 15, or even 20 because you're already warmed up. It's a more isolated motion, so it's safer to go higher reps. So therefore, you can blast it out. So that's my technique for rep setting as far as, you know, setting up, for lack of better terms, for, you know, actual workouts. So supersets, you know, are simple. I just brief, I you know, went right through them really fast. But that's something I like to do if I'm, you know, restricted on time. Uh, I like to do that for the arms, just because it to me training arms is still boring. But I, as far as supersets, when it comes to like back and and chest and stuff, I I don't do it. You know, I'm not a fan of going crazy. Um, I have been become a real big fan of doing the mega drop sets and that is for the isolation type exercises only because it's a good way of burning it out um, control drop sets i talked about this before where a control drop set is say you you did your heavy stuff for deadlifts you take a normal rest period of one to two minutes drop the weight it could be anywhere from 20 to 50 percent of that high weight and then you rep it out to me that is a cult control drop set instead of stripping the weight off and then boom so it's an additional set but you're just doing much lighter weight i know i just started talking really really fast um that's it <laughs> i think i covered a lot and hopefully this this one's been helpful for you to help organize as far as you know what to look for in a workout don't be afraid to try new workouts. That's what I always say, but you got to be consistent so you get better at it, so you train at it. You know, I always use the analogy of someone playing a sport. If someone's a baseball player and they're working on their swing, you know, their, their stance or their follow through and just trying to hit the ball up the middle, they're not going to go shooting basketball, you know, free throws to get better. You know, that's not going to help that one particular activity. That is why it's so important to stick with it and not hop. Enjoy the exercises. Don't be afraid to push yourself. Keep track of your training. And then just let your body grow. You have to have the patience. You're dealing with the human body. And if your diet is half decent, getting adequate protein and fueling it with carbs and healthy fats, great things are going to happen, guys. So I'm going to wrap this one up. Again, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it on any social media platform. Any questions or concerns, interested in coaching, hit me up at fitfranco at verizon.net, and I'll talk to you soon.